buckle up, buttercup. We're going in on something that is going to land for you today. You're going to want to save this episode. It's a goodie. You are listening to The Shift Seekers Show, created to inspire, educate, and facilitate shifts that help you identify your unique path to change in your life and business. Expect insights, lessons, and real-life stories of people just like you who are embracing a life of transformation and endless possibility. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Shift Seekers Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time here, I am delighted to have you. And if you're back for a subsequent listen, then thank you so much. I am extremely honored that you are choosing or your ears are choosing to spend time with me. (laughs) I am super, super pumped to dive into today's topic because this is something that comes up every time we have done my free experience, the Get Unstuck Sessions. Now, if you've participated in that experience, I was going to call it something else then. I don't know what word nearly came out of my mouth, but we'll go with experience. If you've participated in that week before, then you will be familiar with what I'm about to share and it will serve as a beautiful reminder to you of what's happening when you say, I don't know. Now, I know that we're talking specifically about when you say or feel you don't know what you want, but it's actually what we're going to talk about is true of any time that you say you don't know, whether it's that you don't know what you want, you don't know what next step today, you don't know what the answer is to what you're thinking about. Whenever the I don't know is circling, whether you're saying it out loud, thinking it to yourself, or just feeling stuck, there is one of two reasons, there are one of two reasons why this is happening. So let's dive on in. I'm going to keep this as short and succinct as I can to really allow you to marinate in this message. And perhaps you'll have time even to listen to this again so you can really allow it to sink into your cells. So when we say, I don't know what I want, or I'm not sure if I know what I want, there is one of two things happening. Number one, we are saying, I don't think I trust myself to make it happen. Or number two, I don't believe I deserve it. And sometimes both of those things are true. Now, I can speak to this from personal experience and I can also speak to this from the experience of working with clients, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of clients who have all come in to sessions saying they want a shift, they want a transformation, they want to move from where they were to where they want to go. The problem they have is they don't know exactly where it is they want to go. Now, every time I was in those sessions, I used to feel a bit stumped by that. Be like, well, how do I support somebody if they don't know where they want to go? How does that work? The truth is, we always know. It's always within us. Our desires, our visions, our hopes and dreams are part of just being alive that we have those because our subconscious mind is forward focused. So in part of it being forward focused, it always wants more of something. And the more of something is always going to result in a goal, a vision, a next step, an action that you want to take. Now, what happens is we have those, we bury them deeply inside because we're scared that if we really say what we want and then we don't make it happen, that we're going to be experiencing pain of some kind. Now, our deepest 
I, I can't remember if we've spoken about this here or not on the in, on the podcast. It's definitely something we need to speak about more. The deepest fear we hold, whenever we feel fear, right, fear of taking a leap, fear of anything, fear of change, the fear we are experiencing is not the fear of the thing happening or not happening. It's the fear of feeling the emotion that we might feel if we do or don't do this thing. And ultimately, when you drill all the way down and you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, this always comes back to one of two things. We are either fearing feeling the emotion of guilt or fearing feeling the emotion of shame. Now, when you go, that's the deepest level, right? We've gone all the way down. I don't know what I want. When we say we don't know what we want, we're really in fear. We're in fear of looking at what is possible for us. And that is because we're looking at this on a kind of, we've got steps here, right? The top level is we don't know what we want, or that's what we say. The layer down is that we either don't trust ourselves to have it, or another step down, or perhaps a parallel step, perhaps there's two ladders here, (laughs) is that we don't trust ourselves to make it happen. We don't believe we deserve it. Okay, there's two things happening there. Don't trust ourselves to make it happen. Don't believe we deserve it. Then underneath that, why is that true? Why do we have this belief that perhaps I don't trust myself to make it happen? Well, you're going to say things like, well, I never have before. Or I've said I wanted this for years. So it's never happened till now. So why would it, why would now be any different? Like nothing's any different than it has been before. If it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Now that's very logical thinking and it's true. And what is also true is that that thinking and that rational mind is 4% of your whole mind. The 96% is there to keep you safe, to keep your body functioning. And what it's doing underneath is going, oh, don't say you want it. Because if you acknowledge that you want it and you don't get it, you're going to feel shame or you're going to feel guilt if you don't make it happen. So can you see how these things are all connected, right? The top level of being like, I don't know. Then the next level of, oh, can I really do this? Am I really going to make this happen? I don't know. I never have before. If I say I want it and then it doesn't happen, oh, I'm going to be really ashamed. Now, this is not a logical process until you hear it out loud and then you say, oh, hang on. Yeah, I can see where that has played out before. I can see where I have shied away from voicing or sharing or stating my dreams because I would have been ashamed or I would have felt guilty. Now, how often do we shrink our desires to make somebody else feel comfortable? We do that all the time. We do this all the time, all the time, either perhaps with family, with your partner, with friends, with the school mums, with whoever it is that's around you in your day-to-day existence, you have this anchoring into, well, and this is normal too, let's just keep that clear and top of mind, is that, well, if I tell them that I want to go, and this is really a true conversation my husband and I had last night, was... If I really, if Laura really wants to go and book a seventh or eighth, we've actually lost count now, trip overseas this travel season, since travel has become available again, what are people going to think? It's going to make them uncomfortable. It's going to challenge what they know. They don't understand. They're going to think certain things. We are experiencing there all that presumption of what we think somebody might think or feel is ultimately coming from, it's a projection of us being afraid of feeling the emotions of guilt or shame. 
Now, why might we feel guilty or shamed around or shameful around wanting what we want? Well, to continue with this travel theme, if I want to go on trip number eight overseas and somebody else hasn't been overseas for two years and is desperate to do so, but for whatever their circumstances are, that's not possible for them, I might feel guilty. I might feel like me sharing that with them might feel like it's rubbing it in. Okay, that's a perfectly human way to be around things. And when we go there and when we look at that, how does that impact our behavior and how we show up and how we participate in our relationships? Now, I remember some time ago, just I had a real like barrier around, and this took me a long, it took about six months to work through. My hair is long, it's big, it's curly. I want to say it's curly. It's really just fluffy and frizzy. <laughs> I love, when I have long hair, I love having a blow dry. I love having a regular blow dry because my hair is so thick, it can hold a blow dry all week with some dry shampoo. <laughs> and so I remember when my daughter was really young, being in my hairdressers at a regular cut and blow dry appointment and asking, well, how much is a blow dry? Oh, it's, I think it was, let's say it's 15 pounds. I can't remember how much it was. It's 15 pounds. Ooh, am I allowing myself to desire having a weekly blow dry? Think how much time and effort and stress that's going to save me. Am I desiring a weekly blow dry? Oh, I don't know. Right, here it comes. Oh, I don't know if I do. I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want that. Maybe I want it. Maybe it's just a faff. And I start going through this mental gymnastics of justifying why I do or don't want it. How does that sound when they ask me, do you want to book the appointment? Do you want to schedule the appointment? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll come back to you. I'm starting to believe that I don't know what I want. Now, what was going on underneath that was multiple things. And I'm painting this picture with something as trivial as a blow dry, because you can see when we run our businesses, there are huge decisions. Should I invest in this thing? Should I go on this retreat? Should I buy this piece of equipment or this course? There's so many more bigger decisions, but it's exactly the same process. So imagine your own situation or scenario here. Underneath being able to say, yes, I want that was two things going on. Number one, I did not trust myself to make it happen. Because at that time, 15 pounds a week, immediately my mind is going, okay, that's 60 pounds a month, 75 on a long month. <laughs> that's a lot of money. At that time, that was a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot of money, right? It's not, it's not different amount of money than now than it was then. It's just that my situation is different. That was one piece. Did I trust myself to be able to make those appointments and then stick to them? Because if I made them and then had to cancel them because, oh, I can't really afford to maintain this, I might feel shame. I might feel shame. So I did not trust myself to make it happen or I was dancing around whether I did or I didn't. And the fear underneath that was the shame of having to cancel those appointments. Now, is it true that the amazing people who worked in my salon would have been like, oh, and they'd have been, oh, I bet she can't afford that. Of course not. They deal with people having to move, reschedule, cancel appointments all of the time. They don't make it mean anything. They're not standing behind their desk. They've got better things to do than standing over there wondering and analyzing why I might have done that. Right, we're all very concerned with ourselves. Now, secondary to that, there was an afternoon where I didn't book in the whole weekly standard thing. I wasn't ready to commit to that. But I did book in for one the following week. 
Now, when I went to pick my daughter up from school, somebody commented on my hair and said, oh my gosh, your hair looks amazing. Have you just had it done? I was like, yeah. Uh, oh, lovely. Like, it still looks long though. How much did you have cut off? And my answer was, and I started to feel awkward straight away, guilt, hello guilt. Oh, I didn't have it cut. Like, what? I said, no, I didn't have it cut. I just went to the salon and had a blow dry. What? You just went to the salon just to have your hair washed in the middle of the daytime while your kids were at school? Yes. Oh, check her out. This is how it went at the school gates. I was mortified, right? Deep shame and guilt because they were starting to fathom like, oh gosh, how does she have time to do that? Like, how much does that cost? They asked me these things. This is not assumptions. This is questions that they ask. Well, how much does that cost? How do you have time to do that? And I started to judge myself for that decision. Now, at that point, I had not booked into the weekly piece, but what was happening was underneath me saying, I don't know if I want to commit to it. I don't know if I trust myself. I was also questioning, I don't know if I deserve this because of the fear of feeling the guilt and the shame. Can you see how this is all connected? And this is purely getting my hair washed and blow dried. (laughs) So it shows up in every scenario, not just the big pieces, but the tiny little nuanced pieces again and again and again. Now, when you zoom out and you imagine how many times do we allow ourselves to go through this process on a day-to-day basis, think how much energy we are losing or expending to this dance that we do of believing, well, I don't know what I want. So I I can't take any action because I don't know what I want. What about if you're allowed to have all of it? What about if the idea of choosing between, well, maybe I have to do this or maybe I have to do that. Maybe you have allowed to want it all. And maybe nobody else is making that mean anything about you. And maybe we can remember that if they do make it mean something about you, it's still not about you. It's about them not being able to picture themselves in your shoes, with your choices, with your life, with your whatever it is. Because the truth is when somebody else is projecting or sharing, oh my gosh, it's always coming from their perspective on the world. We can't see, we can't climb into their eyes and see through their eyes. We can't see the world or feel the world or hear the world through their experience. And so it doesn't make them wrong. It certainly doesn't make them mean. And it actually doesn't mean anything about us whatsoever. The human experience that's happening here is I will say I don't know what I want. I will dance around it. I will exhaust myself potentially around it because I either don't trust myself to commit and make it happen. I don't believe I deserve it. Why are those two things true? Because ultimately any fear we ever feel links back to guilt and or shame. Where has this showed up for you? Where is it showing up right now as you listen to this? Where are you listening to this and going, oh my goodness, this is what has been happening. This is why I've been doing this dance. I've been telling myself, blank, 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 right? Tell, I want to hear how this lands for you. And more importantly than that, not just where does it land for you, but how does it make things different? How does hearing this make things different for you? What gets to be different now as a result of hearing this, understanding where this lives and how it works in your body and know that it's not only happening to you, it's happening to every human on the planet. We don't evolve beyond this. It's the human experience. It's how our minds work. And when we understand it, what we observe, we own power over. 
So we get to take responsibility for spotting it, noticing it's happening. Oh, okay, this is happening. I get to choose again. I get to choose differently now. So powerful. So I would love you. Here's, I said I was going to keep it short. I've already gone over 15 minutes. I would love you to send me a message on Instagram. That's my preferred platform. Best place you're going to get a response from me. I am at Totally Laura on Instagram. Send me a DM. You can send me a voice note. You can send me a video. You can type to me. Tell me what does this make different for you hearing this? The truth about why you believe you don't know what you want and how are you going to use what you've heard here to allow things to be different moving forward? You have so got this. It really truly does get to be different now and I cannot wait to hear from you in the DMs. Until next time. I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.